Thank you for listening to Mimosas in the Morning. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mimosas in the Morning this week. We're on a roll. I know. It's, it's our summer. It's like our summer schedule. Our kids are getting out of school this week, so we're mm -hmm. trying to get everything in because everybody else is in the same same boat as us. But especially the cool. important information. Exactly. And today is extremely important. So whenever I spoke with Susan, it was about, what, what four weeks ago? Maybe five? <gasps> We've been trying yeah, it's to, been it's been to a get, while. It's been a while trying to get this work. I'm like, we have to make sure that this works and this works for both of our schedules. So we are here today with Susan Reynolds, and she's gonna talk about such an important topic, and it's all about TRICARE. So, you know, I don't I don't get to play no music, but let me tell you, Susan, I offline I'll show you some music that I had. She's she loves <laughs> We, we kind of had to reel her in just, just a little bit. But, but the whole thing with TRICARE, like, I, I, I came up with some some good little tunes, let me just tell you. But we'll do that offline. I'll be good. That's okay. It's well, your show. It's your podcast. It's your yeah, you no. Well, I'm glad you're here because TRICARE is a difficult subject, um, mm -hmm. especially for us. I mean, we just retired on February 1st. Yes. And so I and met your husband. Uh, uh, I was on his podcast. No, 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 this is not Iris. No, nope. that's not Iris. Sorry, wrong person. You were a Christopher. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I met Christopher. Yeah. Graduated from high school. So um, our boss, babe. That's it. Okay. Orlando okay. for Chris. And he's like, said to tell you hello. Oh, then, he's great. Yes. <laughs> they love some Susan. Well, let's turn it over to Susan. Yep. See what she has to tell yep. us. Tell us. New and big things are happening. Oh, there's so much. <laughs> um, just uh, just a few days ago, MOA, which is Military Officers Association of America, posted uh, an article that very openly talks about, well, you know, speaks about what's going on with the upcoming TRICARE cuts. And we're talking massive cuts to medical billets. So we're going to lose personnel. And um, Defense Health Agency, they crack me up because they're like, there will be no interruptions in care oh okay well you're cutting 18,000 positions I'm not really sure how you think care isn't gonna be interrupted but okay that sounds like a fun fantasy land I want to go to you know are there unicorns there too because I want to go right um, and so that is yeah I mean because it is it's like unicorn rainbow butterfly land where like you know it's you know what it is it is um, did you guys ever see the Lego movie Cloud Cuckoo Land, right? With um, Unikitty, it's Cloud Cuckoo Land. That's where they're at, right? Okay, so it's like this awesome, fun place where there are no rules. And um, and that's what I feel like is going on with Defense Health Agency right now. And Defense Health Agency is the person, is the group that's in charge of actually TRICARE as well. So TRICARE falls under, I've got this really horrible curl right here in the front, it's driving me nuts. Um, you look great. Okay, thank you. But they're in charge of TRICARE as well. And a couple of years ago, in one of the defense bills, there was a, a, a line in there, or not even a line, an amendment, about how the surgeons general for each of the respected branches would no longer be running the military treatment facilities the way they are now, and that all the military treatment facilities would become part of Defense Health Agency. So we're in that transition. So last year, October 1st, beginning of the fiscal year, eight military treatment facilities went under the DHA purview. Uh, Womack Army Medical Center, which is in Fort Bragg, is one of them, and cuts were immediately made. And 
um, and with no communication to the civilian medical side either. So civilian hospitals were not being brought up to speed on what was happening, that, hey, we're going to start, you know, an influx of patients into your community, knowing that you already have your own, but hey, we're not going to tell you that this is happening. And the thought process is in the next five plus years is that all military treatment facilities will be under the Defense Health Agency's uh, umbrella, their purview again, I'm using that word, and that uh, and this is not to be an alarmist, but I'm trying to choose my words here the right way, and that um, dependent care will more than likely not be at any MTF anymore. It will be strictly for active duty. Um, and, and that care will be very much a readiness kind of care. So train, ready to train, ready to deploy, ready, just all about readiness. And, um, and as we know, the Air Force, because you all are at McDill, uh, and Christopher told me this, um, as we know, the Air Force is already saying to retirees, thanks for your service, but we're not going to see you here on our MTFs anymore. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. And the Air Force is the first branch to do that. The Army is doing that in some duty stations. Uh, Fort Knox is one of them in Kentucky, but it's not everywhere yet. So it's the smaller the places, right? The Navy is fighting against it. So hmm. on a the yep. Navy is man. Okay, like, I'm so proud of the Navy, which means that the Marine Corps then benefits from this because it's Department of Navy, yeah. right? Um, but the Navy is mad, and they are really fighting this tooth and nail. Like, I mean, I'm impressed. I was like, way to go, Navy. You know yeah. what? You got battleships for a reason, so you guys are scary, okay, Navy? Like, that's some scary awesomeness. I wouldn't mess with the Navy, okay? Yeah. But they are really, really fighting it. Um, as best they can. I don't know if they're going to win the fight, to be honest, uh, because this did come in through a defense through a defense bill. Well, you so, know, I remember Susan, and you know, correct me if you all you know remember this a different way, but I remember like late, like maybe two thousand six, two thousand seven time period through maybe two thousand nine, there was a shortage of physicians and stuff at some of the MTS because so many were having to deploy. Yes. And I remember losing a doctor who had to go serve uh, in Guantanamo. Wow. We were in Guantanamo. Yeah. And so it seems like it's kind of, because I remember a lot of us who were dependents at the time had to find a different care mm -hmm. or we yes. had to wait a long time for it. So this is specifically out to the civilian population and hope we can get yes. a physician in them. Is that kind of how we're looking at this now? So, um, what is going on is that, so that happened in what, 2009-ish time frame, right? Yeah. And so we started seeing, having family members, to include retirees, be full TRICARE Prime, but they were seen off base, off post, whatever you prefer. And then a few years ago, they did something called the Reclaim. They reclaimed. So TRICARE said, nope, everyone, if you're TRICARE Prime, you live within a radius, everyone is coming back on post or base because it saves yep. us money. Yep. And now they're doing this again. But the issue is, is that you're going to be in small duty stations that won't accept TRICARE, right? You're gonna have physicians that don't accept TRICARE. We have and the problem with that, mm -hmm. and you're in, you're in a large city. You guys are not in some small people. area. Well, right? Not everybody accepts it. And I don't I don't really yeah. know what the problem is, but I know that um, is payment. A lot People say to us, just because it's, 
they're not getting the payment. They would say, I would love to accept you. I mean, because yeah. so, we live an hour away from the base. Give or take. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On, on a yeah. day with traffic. <laughs> but um, that was, you know, yeah. issue. So, um, which is very disheartening because if you have a child that's running a fever and sick, you don't want to go 45 minutes away to get care. Well, that was, we were no, in Miami in 2006, Miami. And there was yeah. one OBGYN in the entire city of Miami yeah. at the time who took TRICARE. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's a big concern for everybody moving forward. I think. Well, so the problem with that is that the reimbursement rates are lower than Medicaid and Medicare. And the paperwork involved with TRICARE is actually worse than Medicaid and Medicare. And then... TRICARE will do things like, well, why don't you want to take our insurance? This is America's defenders. You should want to support them. I, which, okay, that's a nice, that's a great sentiment, except that's really strong arming and bullying a person who does need to keep a roof over their head and has employees to take care of and bills to pay. And I mean, they have a business to run. You don't get to strong arm people that way and try to guilt them into to providing medical care at a substandard rate. That's just not how it goes. Um, and, and so it's really interesting. So in a couple of weeks, actually, we have um, a pediatric um, forum with, uh, so like myself and all of us pediatric TRICARE advocates, we're going to go to Defense Health Agency and have a meeting with them. And we're going to sit there and hear about how they're not the ones that come up with these reimbursement rates. They're going to blame the contractors. So Humana and HealthNet will get the blame. But here's the thing. They're not the ones that establish these reimbursement rates either. That's Congress. This is actually a congressional thing, right? So if families really want to get involved, they need to get educated, right? Find out what exactly the policies are. NDA, <clears throat> the NDAA, which is the National Defense Authorization Act, it's a public document. All of these documents are public. They have to be. They're, this is tax dollars here. It's not top secret stuff. That stuff will not even be in there. So when it comes to healthcare and benefits, that stuff will be out. That will be public documents that people can look over, they can read about, and then they can start finding out who's doing what, right? So they can start really working with their member of Congress and saying, look, this, look at what, what's going on here. I served 25 years. I was told by my recruiter at my commissioning that I would receive medical care for life. And now that's changed. And I am, I, I am not powerless to make that, to stop that change. So let's work on this together because there's something really wrong here when, when members of, it's not just members of Congress, when, when, <clears throat> when these bills come out and they're like the contractual benefits and that's what i call this this is a contractual benefit when you sign the dotted line to enlist or commission this is part of your benefits package it's like with any other job you get medical you get a 401k you get you know workplace protections you get you know a work week that's not going to violate you know federal law right you know they can't work you overtime without right now that's the civilian sector but we do have some of those protections in the military as well. And you don't you don't get to sit there and watch them get changed on you all the time and not have a say. And that to me is the biggest issue I see is that there is a constant change and the military is just supposed to be okay with that. But yeah, but why? You know, like that's not cool. Like 
Like well, I have a red this is what I thought about like um when we, we talked about this um yesterday a little bit. The reason why again Leslie and I created this eight months, I'm going on nine months ago. Yeah. Yeah. But it's for the fact that um there's a lot of information out there, but I think visually when someone speaks it, you hear it in a different yes. way. We're all we all learn yeah. differently. And so we created this yeah. so that we would give um you time to shine because you're so educated in this area. Well, thank, so you. thank you for coming. Yeah. Um and I think that, you know, a lot of people fight with different words, but when you educate someone, it is such yes. a powerful movement. Yes. So thank you for coming on and, and spreading this in a positive way. We're not trying to bash yeah. anyone. We're bringing awareness of what's already out there, yeah, just in a different forum, and saying, you know, how, how can people get in contact with you? Is there a Facebook page for this? Is there- We have an Advocate for Kids Facebook page. How can we you to yourself. get to where, yeah. where you're going? You know, I, I, I don't, never contact my congressman. So like, I've never, I've never watched, she has yet. Oh, they're fun. There's so much fun to talk with. I mean, it's super easy. And it's super easy. But this is an issue. And how do you do that in such a, um, a way that you don't look like you're attacking, but you're like, I we need help and we need this. Well, you know? exactly. Going, I can tell you that, and I know Susan's very aware. At even this prime, not being able to be seen in an empty bit, empty up, you have copays now, which you did not yeah. previously had as prime. Trigger mm -hmm. prime. Yeah, I, I was upset because, um, well, for one, we couldn't get in base housing. Not you. I know everybody thinks that all military gets housing. You do. No, they're going to be really long wait lists. Our wait list 18, was 18 months. 18 months. And if, you, if anybody who does not know who does watch the, um, watch us, I mean, usually you're at a due station sometimes two. If you're lucky, you get there. Three. But most is three. So 18 months is not even worth that wait. You you have to choose a place for your family to live. When you have kids, your the factor changes a whole lot. And you want to check, yep. you want an area that has provides good schools for your kids. Education becomes yes. very critical, especially for military, because we move state to state. And no, not all states are the same in education, and do they have to accept So that becomes a um, you know a factor. So now we live f further away. There was a clinic out here. I mean, it still was 20, 25 minutes, but now they've closed. moved it. They closed they, it. They closed it for us. There's no yep. people who can be in it, and I think top priority, and this is something we've discussed, and and you have to have a good healthcare provider. You have to, yeah. especially you know, yeah. um, with Michelle, who is our armed forces insurance, you know, um, Navy. You know, when you have a child who's under yeah. the EMP, that is this is very critical. I mean, you, every, everything you do revolves around that and having that healthcare. When you don't have that, that's a failure. And I hate saying that word, but that's a failure on our family. You know, you're, you're failing our families. You're letting them down. But it is a failure. That's the thing. Don't hate saying that word. It's okay to call things like they are. I'm a big believer in that. Sometimes you've got to say, wow, that really is awful. You know, whatever that is. And that's and it's okay for something to be awful, right? Not everything needs to be sunshine and daisies and rainbows all the time. It's okay for things to just be awful. Okay, so this process is not great we recognize that it's a problem now let's get to the solution because to me it's that it's that you know the first step to to having to say admitting that you have a problem is to actually admit that you have a problem right and it's i'm very i'm very honest about these kinds of things i'm like the one that calls like 
So I don't know. I'm, I'm a big Seinfeld fan, right? Like, so they love, you know, they go to the beach that one time and they see the ugly baby, right? And they're like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. I'm like, ooh, that, I would be the person that'd be like, oh, dude, you got an ugly baby, right? And I wouldn't mean to be that. I would be that friend at the same time, right? Like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> And I would be like, bless that poor baby's heart. You know, that, you know, like, but it's okay to sometimes say that, like, hey, that is not cool. You're not, you know, what you're doing is wrong. Because how do we create change if we don't admit that something isn't working, right? right. And, and that's, again, I think that's okay to say that something isn't working. Like, I'm a big fan of not wasting my time, not spinning my wheels, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, not being around the proper resources, right? Like I'm not gonna sit there and go to the wrong area all the time and expect to get the right information. That, you know, these are, I'm very self-reflective that way. Like I am all about saying, what I'm doing isn't working. How do I regroup and then move forward? And that to and me, the biggest thing that we need. You know, don't we don't need to recreate Right. Yes. Collaborate. Find what's working yes. here and there and collaborate. Well, and one thing I think that to remember, maybe this is a point, and I think this is a change that we've had, uh, a change in the dynamic of mm -hmm. the fact that now as military families, we feel like we can speak out. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of years where people were scared to say anything, and maybe there are now. Yep. So, Susan, how do they, what should they do? How should they advocate for themselves and their families at this point? Well, my biggest thing is, is to always do your research. Right. And I don't mean by let's go on to some social media group and because everyone's going to put their personal experience and treat that as the gospel truth. And it's not. It's just not. So do your research and know how to effectively do research. Google is a powerful tool. Use it. Okay. You want to know special education policies for Tampa public schools? Go into Google and type special education po policies for Tampa public schools, and it will come right up for you. You want to know TRICARE policies on cancer treatment? Seriously, you Google that stuff, right? You know, it's amazing how easy it is. And then you need to know how to discern through the noise and what's the right. So, don't go to someone's blog once again. Go to the right resources. Go to the TRICARE homepage. Go to military.com. Go to the military newspapers. Um, these are going to be resources that have the correct information, right? Go to military resources. Apparently, it's, it's there, right? Um, go to the patient advocate if you need help as well. Have them be, build an ally, like a team of allies, right, to have somebody sit down and find these policies and once you've educated yourself on the policies then you can start putting together a solution because what no senate or congressional office state local federal level right what they none of them want is some angry person calling up going it really stinks that tricare is cutting my medical benefits i'm mad well good for you we're mad for you did you want to fix it you want to join in and be part of the solution and and if that's all you're going to do then that's cool but save that then don't don't expel that energy right you know for me what i did my policy which i still haven't changed by the way um i've been working on it for eight years now um i actually 
researched the policy. What was the policy? And then I realized that it was a TRICARE policy, so that meant federal level. So I could go to my state senators and my governor, but there was nothing they could do because it was a TRICARE policy. And so what I did was I researched who was on the Senate Armed Services Committee, and once you know, my senator from North Carolina is on the Armed Services Committee. And I called up the, the office and made an appointment. And I, I sat down before that appointment, and I put together the issue, together my, my, my solution with multiple, like multiple solutions, right? Because you gotta be prepared for no. Right. And I put together multiple solutions and had a very lovely meeting and started working with that senator pretty exclusively eight years ago. And, um, and then when she lost re-election, so to the person who beat her, um, or won his election actually, but he did beat her, I mean, he did you know win. Um, my case was passed on to him with a nice file of everything I'd ever written up, emails, you name. He was like, yep, I've been looking forward to meeting you. You're very organized. I love the solutions you've come up with. You know, and that's the thing is that you've got to be solution driven. You know what the problem is. We know that cuts are coming. So what are the organizations out there, especially in the military space that are fighting this? Well, MOA is the big, is one of the big ones, Military Officers Association of America. I say it in case people don't know what the acronym stands for. They're located in Alexandria. Yep. What's that? I said they're located in Alexandria, Virginia. You can go right They're down. really great. They're really mm -hmm. great. And then there's NMFA, which is the National Military Family Association. And I can honestly say I um, I have loved that organization since I volunteered for them, and um, I have loved them before I volunteered for them. They are they're the whole reason we have survivor benefits. The whole reason that spouses have survivor benefits, and they were 50 years. They know what they're doing. And right. here's the other thing right now: Blue Star Families has a survey that's out right now. Yes, we know. In the next couple of weeks, I think it ends sometime next week. They have a section in there on healthcare. Yeah, we we interviewed Jen, yes. Blue Star, yeah. and we did it. Survey. Do the survey. Yeah. The thing is, is you can you can talk all day long and how frustrated you are, but do something. And yes. by doing that survey, we talked about this yesterday because um, you know I'm a hard advocate. I can talk all day long about being my, an advocate. I you need numbers. Oops. You know, when they give money, there no one's going to give yeah. you the bank either without the numbers. I need the I need you to show me the proof. Yeah. Show me that survey yeah. helps show the proof. And Please I have to it. say too, if you well, think about this, that maybe this is I know how we just had the issue with Gold Star families and the tax mm -hmm. issues, and how oh many God. Congress members were not even aware that that's what they voted on. So it makes yeah. you wonder too if this is another one of those issues. If you tell your congressman. Yeah, this was maybe just the awareness of they just yeah. straight up know. Well, I think it's the way you present stuff. You know, there's excellent presenters mm -hmm. and there's not so good presenters. Well, it's and the so way you present information. Are. Yeah. And when you present, when you are, when you're uh, invested in something, you're going to present. I mean, I have never said that that would be actually very interesting because I love research. I love data. And I would like to see how someone presents something because you can analyze well, that. Yes. If you're not having information correctly, why would you vote 
you vote a certain way based on that information. Well, and, and that is only helpful. Like this kind of data is very helpful. So like uh, Military Family Advisory Network, MFAN, Mm -hmm. Their big housing survey just came out and we need to pay attention to that survey for a reason because we're talking housing issues, exposures to all sorts of housing. I mean, I lived in a house over 10 years ago that had asbestos in it. Thanks, Air Force. I appreciate the asbestos and the lead paint and the mold. It was great. And when I was, when I brought it up as, oh, hey, this stuff has actually been, you know, almost like outlawed, I guess is the best word to use, but the EPA has said, you know, back in, you know, the late early 70s, this stuff is bad, don't use it, it needs to be contained and abated, and when I asked her, I was told I needed to be quiet, right? That was right. 11 years ago, so that's 11 years they've been telling to be quiet, and that's 11 years of families being exposed to household toxins that are making them sick. We have a huge healthcare crisis coming with the military right now, a massive healthcare crisis. And it's really interesting to me to see how people are putting, are like burying their heads in the sand because they're not the house. I mean, we're talking now more about the housing healthcare stuff, but let's talk about the barracks and the office buildings, right? One of the office buildings back at Office Air Force Base was where the Enola Gay was built. The Enola Gay was the airplane that dropped the bombs in the you know the the nuclear bomb in Hiroshima and Nagasaki there are clusters in that building people working in there coming down with brain tumors and testicular cancer means that they're exposed to these toxins as well as well as chemicals that have been used that are causing long-term healthcare issues and cancer that's add in the burn pit you know, like now we've got burn pit exposure, housing. I mean, the thing is, and now we've, and we're facing massive cuts to medical. What we really need as military family members, as veterans, to bond together and say no. no. You don't get to knowingly poison us and think that it's okay and then not expect us to want medical care, right? Like you don't get to cut my medical care i mean look at what they did with the camp lejeune water right um that you know the department of navy and the marine Corps, poisoning people for 30 years sorry and uh the va is supposed to be picking up that slack but the va still hasn't done that so now we need to the policy is there we need it to be in place we need it to be enacted yeah you know Exactly. And so what families really need to do is find who, find out who's doing what. So look through the military organizations, look through the veteran service organizations. On the Air Force side, we have the Air Force Sergeants Association, and oh my gosh, they are amazing. They are feisty. Oh, I love their feistiness. I'm like them. Um, and uh, the Non-Commissioned Officers Association of America. That's like you know, it's it's you know the verse, it's the NCO version of MOA. Um, there's the Association of the United States Army, and uh, Patty Barron works on their family side. She's wonderful, and she watches out for all of this stuff. She's paying attention. Um, there's uh, what for the Air Force. We have the Air Force Association, the Navy, and Marine Corps. They have what was that the event they just had in May? What was the um, Navy Air and Space or Air and Sea? Yeah, the symposium. The symposium. 
I know. I wish and I was. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These events are great to attend and then find out who's doing what. And then go and attend. And then say, you know, I volunteer. Are you hiring? Um, I have a story about this kind of medical care. How can I work with you? Because one, we've already talked about duplicating efforts. There's no need to duplicate efforts. Right. Um, but two, there's also no need to sabotage people who are working hard either, right? So work together. Work together. It's all about togetherness here because it is going to impact all of us. And then three, have an organ, like have a game plan. Doesn't need to be super organized. I'm not talking like bullet points and you know like a super awesome outline here. I have like a little like notch and it's like, remember to talk about X, Y, and Z. That's my organization, right? It's so, it's so low key, but it triggers, it triggers enough of a memory, I guess, or it's enough of a thing to talk about. So I won't be disorganizing all over the place and that's the thing we need to work together we need to know how to really set each other and lift each other up and we need to also say things like well i'm not having any medical issues so i just i i, I just don't understand why you are well i'm i'm glad that you're not clearly your family is the gold standard oops i don't Uh oh. Oh, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. <laughs> 